Chicago, Chicago, I'll show you around. The corner with our magic, our music, our politics. Fires raised as tribal dancers and war cries broke out of different quarters. Power to the people. Maybe we could start again. That brings me to another question. Okay. What is your take on the current political, social, and racial climate in the United States today? Mm. Well, depending on what aspect of it. Uh, I, <laughs> I don't think, to be honest, I don't know that much has changed. And the work that I do, uh-huh. it's uh, disheartening. I, but I think it's, I think, I don't know that much has changed with regard to race relations. Mm-hmm. Uh, across race, you know, uh, uh, interracial relations. I don't know that much has changed. I do know that in my research and my studies, I see that there were always uh, people who were of a different, you know, these socially constructed um, groups. And there are people who were, uh, who were of a different group who helped that group. That has always happened. It's always, it's always been that somewhat. But today, you know, as quick as I could talk about what could be considered an advancement, I could name something that's exactly like something that happened 100 years ago. Mm. As quick. So, uh, you know, sometimes uh, when we think things have moved is you've moved out the neighborhood or you've moved up to get more money. You get your jackets bigger so you don't encounter it as much. Mm. But I'm not sure that the situation overall for the masses uh, with regard to racial things, I'm, in fact, I am sure that it hasn't changed. <laughs> I can't say that I'm not sure that it has changed. I am sure that it has not changed. Uh-huh. Well, even if we could take the race aspect out of it and Mm -hmm. look at the you know whether you're talking about race or any very variable of other topics Mm -hmm. the way that um in america you see such kind of like vitriol between different sides of the political spectrum Mm -hmm. um Mm. that to me has really escalated in the past years since probably around the Obama years and certainly mm-hmm. in the Trump years. Yeah. Uh, if you could have any thoughts on that. I think it's been more blatant. I, again, I don't know that it wasn't there. I mm-hmm. think it's been more blatant. The expressions have been more outwardly that you could actually say it now. Right. Or you could actually do it now. In collectives, of you could meet and cheer as something that would have been politically incorrect. Uh-huh. Uh, a while ago, but throughout history, any at any point where it seems like people of African descent were making progress, there has always been super pushback, mm-hmm. super pushback all the time. So yeah. when uh, President Barack Obama, when he was elected, that was just like that. That was what happens whenever it seems like we're making a step forward. Mm-hmm people who are who are who have inherited the fear of the sins of their ancestors think we might get them back 
Like, oh, you're gonna pay me back. Well, I'm gonna lose my spot. Well, I'm gonna lose my privilege. Mm -hmm. And then they push back harder. So that happens if the, when then when Trump was elected, uh, President Trump was elected to that position, he was an outspoken person with it. You know, just said it, said what he thought about different things. So people um, following the leader's example Mm -hmm. express themselves in aggressive uh, ways that would have been politically incorrect before his presidency mm -hmm. you know and but you know I will say it's, it's happening it's happening in different ways so one way is uh, people are working on it they are working trying to give mm -hmm. honest effort to showing up uh, racial issues and uh, class issues even because mm -hmm. I'm, I'm in meetings with people who are trying to do work individuals mm -hmm. it's, it's systems and the people who are in systems comfortably who get in the way you mm -hmm. have a few people in those spaces who are really legitimately trying to do work they are you know, if you look at the amount of money that is spent on poor people, it would it would it would make you vomit when you see what gets to poor people. It's a lot of money spent on poor people. Wow. It's not the money don't get to poor people. And then the way that people who sit in privilege believe that what the people need and you know, want to spend the money, it doesn't match the people. Like I don't want you to do a gala for me if I can't eat. Hmm. I would rather you give me the money. Help me, let me get some seeds or something to try to feed myself. Give me some land. Give me something. I let. I have some agency. I'm not retarded. I got, you know, I'm intelligent. I could do something with it. Give it to me. But because uh, governments can't do that, really, mm -hmm. just mm -hmm. say, here's money. They, they're not going to do it. Then you get, and because people are affected by trauma, the average person that you would give the money to, like the PPP loans, you see what that did? It went to some wild stuff some, in most cases. Mm. And now they come to investigate and punish people. <laughs> because right. people, if I'm injured, let me tell you, all that we're talking about is, is kind of, at the core of it, is we're going to have to do the repair work. Mm -hmm. Work on ourselves. Try to understand what what does it mean to be alive and well. Try to understand what that is. And we do the repair work first. So, if we do um, the repair work, we have a sense of entitlement that says, okay, you gave $20 million to this thing down the street. Where is it? We can speak up and say, I deserve that. We want to, this is how we see it, that it should be used. We're not going to do that, again, huddled in the corner by ourselves because we don't have enough power. And we're not going to do that um, if we think we're the problem. Mm. And, and see, even the example that you were giving with the, even like the PPP loans and things of that nature, you know, if you don't have the principles, yes. then we fall back into the Absolutely. same thing. And that happens time and time again. It's like the system is going to give you the problem and the solution. Right. And it's like, it's this vicious circle that's really going nowhere. It's like, they're still changing monies and changing uh, benefits 
amongst themselves and the people who need it the most don't get the benefit of, of that. And we find ourselves in these arguments regardless of who's in political office, who's in political uh, esteem. And it's like, but nothing's really changing at the core. But like you said, unless you're going to get at the core, at the principles Absolutely. of people, then it's just going to be like, you know. That's not their job. Let me tell you. Uh -huh. I'd say, man, come on. I say this it's to not, black people not, all the time. Exactly. That's not their job. That's listen, not their I job. I say this to people all the time. It is not somebody else's job to come save me. Absolutely. This is a fact. This is not. That's it's your job to leave. It's, it's my responsibility. Sure. To live, Absolutely. right? It's my responsibility. Now, it's it's my it's your responsibility to get out of my way, you know, and to not be an impediment mm -hmm. to my access to things or whatever that is, knowledge, skills, resources, to have a fair chance to live. That matters. But if we have, that's very important, right? If we yeah. have a savior. Syndrome mm -hmm. where we think and I hear that in meetings, you know people are like well, they should give us man Listen, they should stop taking from us If you're giving money to the people you should get out the way person not I don't I, you know James Brown I, I'm working on this documentary and I said James Brown was so instrumental You know he, he had a song back and I think it came out 60, 68 or 70 mm -hmm. I don't want nobody to give me nothing. Just open up the door and I get it myself. Mm -hmm. That's the push of the Black Power Movement, right? Mm -hmm. So what I know is that repair is needed. First repair starts in your mind. Right. In your mind. But I have to give people a glimpse of hope, right? Let me tell you one little example, okay? Mm -hmm. It's going to be problematic for y'all, but I want you to follow me. So... I'm from Chicago, south side of Chicago. When I got grown and got a job, I pursued the American dream. So I had like Corvettes, you know, red one, black one, convertible. You know, I had uh, IROC, a Mustang GT. You know, I, I had nice cars. I also bought me a nice house. Because that's what... That's what I was trained. The American dream. That's what I'm supposed to do. Mm -hmm. So I had these things. When I got older, you know, and had children, I started focusing on my children. So I put my finances into my children mm -hmm. and into the environment I wanted to create good people. My daughter graduated from Howard. My son graduated from Morehouse. Man, I'm proud of myself. I, you know, I'm, I gave them the best mm -hmm. situations. I went to school got the highest degrees. I did everything you're supposed to do, right? At some point though, I know that you get way up there and it doesn't matter. None of it matters if your whole family is broke because I can't feed my whole, all my extended cousins and everybody. I can't feed everybody. What I can do is affect everybody to show them these are ways for you to get up too. So I've done that. Mm -hmm. At some point, though, I'm just, I realized, like, uh, you know, it's, I kind of equated struggle with sincerity, mm -hmm. right? So I'm, I'm riding, I'm not buying no cars no more. I'm just riding a car. My, at one point, I had a car, I had to lift the thing up, you know. When well, my daughter lift the thing up, connect something, make it start. Mm -hmm. Me, mm -hmm. the Corvette lady, mm -hmm. but I'm focused. And that's not my goal, material things. I'm doing other things. 
you know, my children are out of college now, and I'm older, I'm retired from professorship, and now I'm working another job. And I told, said to my son one day, you know, I wonder what is money for? Mm-hmm. I wonder why people get money. You know, like what's, what's the, like if you got a warm house in a, in a city that gets cold, I understand. Mm-hmm. You need, you know, if you got warm shelter, you got food, what's the money? What's money for? Now here's where it gets bad. Woke up one day and I said, I'm gonna go buy myself a Corvette today. Mm. I already got a car, mm-hmm. a truck that you need. That's dutiful. That's um, utilitarian, Chicago. Yes. Chicago. So I got my So I'm gonna go buy my, myself a, a car. I've been looking at land in somewhere else, you know, another city. Looking at that, planning that, and everybody come live there. This well, this gonna be their retirement home. Instead of going to a retirement home, they all gonna come to this estate I buy, and then everybody can come there, be together. It's big enough for. No, I got all these plans. Hmm. Then I wake up one day, cause stuff keep getting in the way. My plans. So I wake up one day and I'm feeling like I need to appease myself, cause I go to battle every day. Hmm. Right. Hmm. I also recognize. I'm from the hood. It's only a certain segment of the population that respects you if you don't look like you should be respected. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to lead the masses. I can't lead the masses by leading five people or ten people. What I do know is they respect my they respect my vet. Because that's where I come from. Mm -hmm. They respect so I wake up one day, I'm going to go reward myself, and I'm going to go get me a Corvette. I go looking for one. They don't keep them in shops anymore. I didn't know that. They said, well, I can't find none. <laughs> I find one that's 99000 I'm like, I'm not going to do that. But the guy shows me uh, a Camaro, convertible Camaro there. It's half the price of the van, basically. A little more than half the price of the van. I can afford it. I buy it. To my whole, not to my family. My family know that I've had fast cars and stuff, so it don't really it didn't affect them. But to other people who know me, I understand what a political statement that is. It's like that kind of moves you outside of a certain circle because we all broke here, and that's what we do: brokenness. It's like brokenness is a goal. Mm. These young people are talking to me, asking me, watching me. They also watch, it's no different than how the people end up drug dealers. Mm-hmm. It's no different than how the women all end up booty shaking. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They want other things. Sure. They're in the midst of it. I want you to see you could get it this way. Right? My kid, my daughter's doing well. My son is doing well. Again, I want my nephews and my cousins, I want them to understand. You could, first of all, what does doing well mean? I've been doing that work mm-hmm. to reshape that. Mm-hmm. But I, I know nothing speaks like that car. <laughs> it's a fact. <laughs> it's a, uh, listen, it's bad, but it's a fact. It's a tool. And I, I, I get it. the tool. I go pick up. I let them drive it. You know, you can. I, I want you to know that I'm not, ant- my existence is not antithetical to yours. Mm-hmm. My desires. I want you to know you can eat and you can, you can have things too. Mm-hmm. If you work, that's not, it's not like I'm going to disassociate you if you have things, sure, right? Sure. So, uh, you know, I, I was thinking of that later 
because mm-hmm. I got to drive it home for a day and decide if I was going to keep it. Mm-hmm. And when I drove it home, my, one of my cousins stopped speaking to me because you know, he, he's like, you can't mind about that. You know I'm hurting. I'm thinking about, you know, I've offered you a job about <laughs> 10 times <laughs> that you don't want. Right. I go to a job where some days I don't want to go to. I'm in a war mm-hmm. almost every day. Mm-hmm. Right? And so I understand. So what I'm saying is for people who are leaders, who are intelligent, and who are so, who solidly know themselves, at some point we can't do the same thing, the exact same way, sure. and lose mm-hmm. again and again. We have, in order for us to be a, a, a success, we have to bring more people into the folds. That's a fact. Mm-hmm. That is a fact. Otherwise, we'll be, and I've seen great little factions that do great work. Mm-hmm. And you wonder, like, why people don't, you know, what's up? Because you have to respect the climate and the culture you're in. It's a fact. Like, like you said, if I, if I go to Africa and the tradition is this there, whether mm-hmm. I agree with it or not, I have to respect that that's where I am. Mm-hmm. And this is what these people value. And this is what they do in different places. In different, I've, you know, I've been Liberia, Ghana, uh, uh, South Africa, Morocco, uh, Egypt, Haiti, Cuba. And what I know, and I've been all those places to see how black people live. What I know is that there are some variances in all the places. Mm-hmm. What I do in all of those places is immerse myself in those people's culture in that place. We're in Chicago. Mm-hmm. We are in Chicago. Mm-hmm. Where young people are constantly receiving images that they are not enough, that they are disregarded. So when you talk about the race, the relation, so we got the, the immigrant situation here, we got the lawmakers coming up just with money to fix them places and stuff. What does that do to the black person standing next to that who gets nothing and been here forever right there waiting? Hmm. That does something to a person. We have to we have to contend with those realities, mm-hmm. and we have to we have to be cognizant of this is a this is an intellectual war. How do you win? How do you shape your children? How do you how do how do you be effective with your children? You could say, "Don't do this. Don't do that. Don't do that." You could do that. Sure. You also can engage in things with them that you know they're hearing otherwise. So that you could be in it to help them see what it is. So that when you're not there, they could they be solid. Mm-hmm. Right? And so I'm saying I'm just saying it's different tools, different things, it's multi layered. It is a serious thing when you accept or find yourself in the role of a leader. Mm-hmm. Right? Because the goal is to bring the best out of people, right? And make them see the best in themselves. Let me uh, go ahead. Stop mm-hmm. you. Uh, excuse me. Yeah. So, with that being said, and I hear you saying multiple times the word repair. repair. And, you know, when we hear the word reparations, mm-hmm. a lot of times I don't know if people are really hearing the word repair mm-hmm. in it. But it's almost like saying, what are you guys going to do to repair us? 
-hmm. you know, as if we don't have the means to repair ourselves. And Mm -hmm. that's the part that can be kind of sad. But my question is, you know, on the topic of repair, um, what does DuSable Museum now have going on Mm -hmm. that's helping to bring that repair that we can do on ourselves, inside ourselves first, so that we can know what to do with the resources that we get that we need for our survival. Yeah, so at DuSabo, DuSabo, in the, in the legacy of Dr. Burroughs, mm-hmm. DuSabo is, um, we are intentional about opening the space and passing the mic. That's first. That's most important to me. Because like, if only the same people who are kind of um, promoted by the same institution. Like if only, well, University of Chicago recommended them, or so-and-so recommended them, then we stay the same. We, mm-hmm. We're not, <laughs> but if we're speaking for, about, and for, if, if that's our charge to represent black people, then we have to have varied black voices. And mm-hmm. so what we're doing is, what I've been in education uh, intentional about doing is bringing in people who I respect, who I think represent the expanse of blackness, mm-hmm. right? And through the, through our majority of, all of my events are free, right? And that's not reparations, but it is an effort towards repair. So I consider it, I get funding from DEI programs for other people who want to do things. I get funding. I've never asked anybody for anything in my life, but I've learned to do that at DuSabo. I go out, seek funding. I get funding to pay for free events for everybody, mm-hmm. right? I work with other partners who are coming in, like the Earth Center, who could come in and are willing to do free events because what I know, I can't make somebody buy what they don't value. Mm-hmm. It's, it's ridiculous. Like if I say, well, they charge People say this all the time. Well, they charge fifty dollars at the center, son, right? Because those people value that. I'm trying to repair, help you see yourself. Mm-hmm. I gotta help you see yourself. I'm trying to expand your under your your willingness. I'm trying to build a willingness to expand your knowledge base. You do that in bite size. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you shun people. If I just said like, hey, and this is, that don't matter. No, because that's where you are. And that's what you currently value. Whether it's broken or what. It's, a, it's reality. Mm-hmm. I meet you where you are on a common ground. And then DuSabo, we're welcoming then varied voices so that all of the different um, focus groups who are generally, as we talked about at the beginning of the conversation, marginalized, pushed out, left out, everybody know this is your place. Mm. We we represent the black voice. This is your place. Come on in. Bring what you have. Bring your knowledge, your skills, whatever you have to this place. And this is going to be our home. And once, once all the beautiful thing is... Um, so if we're respecting all different kind of people, all different kind of people come. Mm-hmm. So when we get a, a program about time, right, from mm-hmm. an African center or a comedic center, understand, mm-hmm. and you put it in the space, well, generally it might be something somebody wouldn't come listen to. They wouldn't care. But because they've had a program there too, 
about whatever their issue is too. They had a chance at the mic, uh-huh. or their father, their friend, that something they can align with mm-hmm. has been there as well. Then they might say, "Oh, what's that?" Because it's a safe space. Oh, what they're talking about with that? Then they come in to hear. Then they see something. Oh, that makes sense. I get it. You know what I'm saying? And that might make them want to do more study, pay attention, watch for more of your programming. That's how. That's how everybody, you know, gets introduced to these, um, to these uh, grounding platforms. Platforms, yeah, and uh, ideological uh, groundings that are different than what they've been exposed to their whole life. Yeah, we like to say again, big thanks to to you and to the Deuce Album Museum for also giving us the platform. Well, thank you all for coming over. We appreciate it. It's so interesting. Yeah. You make me come on Saturdays. I don't even want to, <laughs> but I'm like I can't miss this because it's so it's so powerful. Plus, also you're always looking for somebody who can who understands things like you understand them, and mm-hmm. then can teach you something. Mm-hmm. You get it? But everybody starts somewhere, yes. so that's what I, I appreciate that everybody starts somewhere so I might be in there you might be talking I'm like yeah that's like such and such you know or whatever something I've studied before but then there's some new things maybe a way I haven't thought of it mm-hmm. you know but uh, because it's it's layered in different ways somebody who have never studied African systems or African understanding still can follow the common sense um, explanation of it so that's what I appreciate about you all coming over uh, and coming to share with us and we carefully pick the topics that we know can meet people on the common ground level right and we got to talk about what we can do moving forward but before we get to that uh, we did also observe that you guys you know in uh, on Juneteenth you brought out uh, Kumodi right uh-huh. and you had the panel discussion on the 50 years anniversary of hip hop and then uh, a little while after that brought KRS out mm-hmm. and um, so we just wanted to ask you a little bit about your um, reflections on hip hop the importance of hip hop in this 50th year mm-hmm. anniversary Wow, you said the importance of hip hop. That one, I'm like, okay, let me search my brain. So hip hop is, uh, you know, for uh, uh, you know, whenever somebody speaks, they should kind of tell their biases. Well, that's a, a, a I, I would, I must say, I grew up listening to hip hop. Mm-hmm. I'm 59 years old, mm-hmm. so I grew up listening to hip hop. So hip hop is a like a part of a soundtrack for my life. Uh-huh. So hip hop is important to me, right? right? Because it's attached to memories right. for me, and so, uh, so yeah. So I value hip hop greatly. Um, hip hop and R and B, house, all that. That's what I grew up with. But um, so the 50th anniversary of hip hop. Some say it's not the 50th anniversary of hip hop because there's no starting point as we know. Right. And I can understand it's attached. You can go back before that and look at. Dead prayers, dead. I mean, the last poets. Last poets yeah. You can go. Gil you can Scott go. Yeah, you can yeah. go back and find other people who had melodic uh, verse to, you know, right on top of beats and stuff. So yeah, but marked at the as the fiftieth anniversary. I think it is um, uh, a time to reflect. It's a time to. I've appreciated a time to highlight. 
some of the earlier hip hop people because it kind of went somewhere else. You know, it's right. like it went way. It seems to have gone like way to something else about uh, like getting money. Like yeah. I said, that's yeah. just this capitalist country. Yeah, it's gone to that, and so. And uh, you know, at a certain time, it's like you can't get on the radio and talk yeah. about any old thing. You have to talk about certain things. Yes. You know, certain brands you Absolutely. even have to uh, plug in your song. Yeah. You know, certain artists you always hear them talking about Range Rovers and uh, whatever Hennessy or whatever yes. type of brand. Yeah. So I have appreciated the fact that because a spotlight was turned on it, mm -hmm. younger artists saw it yeah because it's so like they just you know in american culture and african culture you value elders and you pay attention to them because that's where the wisdom comes from like, right in american culture is the opposite it's like right. young is the thing you want to be and then even now even in everything i'm talking about in everything they say like oh we gotta like we should be led by the young people who just got here like mm -hmm. who don't you know but that's what it is and so an element of hip-hop culture which is self-determination mm -hmm. kind of to me got morphed into this gratuitous like desire for material the material mm -hmm. and then that became the marker for success mm -hmm. so what i love about the 50th anniversary is that you got to hear from people and see people who could talk about the moral aspect or what they sought to do for the whole of people mm -hmm. uh, and what they sought to do even in their young days when they were um, might have been seen as disruptive or whatever they could still talk about that the aim wasn't the car or the right. aim wasn't how many likes on the, uh, social media and stuff like right. that because that didn't exist so I, in that way I have greatly appreciated uh, uh, a revisit to purpose mm. like what was the purpose of this right. and every once in a while I think everything needs a revisit so mm. that because generations are just born into the movement and right. they don't know what's the you need right. to what back. it was like at the beginning yeah mm. yeah Well, I, I, uh, I got I got one more one more question because um, we talked about the history and the legacy of the um, museum yeah. you know starting with Dr. Burroughs and yeah. you know she passed on some years ago and at some point you know I think a few years after she passed uh, it was announced a partnership with uh, the Smithsonian uh, or an affiliation. I'm not really sure how yeah. that works. So I just was wondering if you can elaborate a little bit on, you know, how that goes and how that impacts the museum, you know, mm. uh, for better or worse. Well, first and foremost, I need to say that Lonnie Bunch, who was um, in charge of, like, kind of spearheading that effort mm -hmm. for that museum, says boldly that that museum would not exist if it wasn't for Dr. Burroughs. The big one in uh, D.C.? D.C. Uh -huh. If it wasn't for Dr. Burroughs. He says that was his inspiration. Mm. That's where he saw it. You and know? please, uh, could you say for our viewers 
Du Sable Museum historically, where does that rank in terms of, is it the first, I know we know the it's the first in Chicago. It's the first independent African American museum in the country. Okay. Yeah, independent matters much. You got to say independent. So there might be like a school that had a museum too attached to it, but mm-hmm. this was an independent African American museum. Like it stood museum. by itself. Stood by mm-hmm. itself. That's why it's so important when you talk about, like I said, it's grassroots up. Yes. That's important. Mm-hmm. And that's what in uh, this legacy, that's what we want our intention to be, that we bring the people's voices up, because that's why I was created in that way, yes. right? So it's the oldest independent African-American museum in the country. It was, uh, according to Lonnie Bunch, it influenced his um, desire to do the museum in D.C. Mm-hmm. Uh, the affiliate, so I, in my mind, at first, the affiliation thing, I'm like, they mean they affiliated us because she was here first and did it first, you right. know, but uh, they are bigger, more Well, funded. I mean, the, the Smithsonian Museum is bigger than the, the African-American History Museum Absolutely. in D.C. There's the, yes. I think, what is it, based in New York, right, the Smithsonian Institute or whatever? Smithsonian is in D.C. Okay, D.C., yeah, my bad. The, yeah, uh-huh. Yeah. But, so the African American Museum is one of those. And the beauty of being, the, the positive of being an affiliate, though, mm-hmm. is that, um, like, sometimes there might be a unified effort uh, to attend to a topic or something. Mm-hmm. We might work on the project. We don't get funding from them. It doesn't, it doesn't show up in that way, uh-huh. funding or anything. But it's collaborative efforts. So they have affiliates uh, kind of around the country. Mm-hmm. And those affiliates um, have access to their material, which, which matters. That's good. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like that. Again, when we talk about communalism, I think that's a good concept of mm-hmm. uh, this whole affiliation concept. Because it means we're somehow tied to each other. And we're able to do collective work or work on projects or use share each other's resources or something those kind of things so you know there not financial resources. there might be people who who would see that smithsonian affiliation and be you know worried that smithsonian now is like taking over or has some no. control and decision making on what you guys do with the at absolutely the not Okay. Sabo is the oldest independent mm-hmm. <laughs> black museum in this country. Independent, and we, excuse <coughs> me, we are independent. Nobody tells them what to do. Okay. We are independent. I will say, um, we we have different influences that um, lead the museum. Mm-hmm. You know, we do have a board. We have a president. I'm a vice president. I'm one of the vice presidents there too. We mm-hmm. have a president, and then we have a board. So that's the governance for DuSable. Right. And those things play into the decisions that are made at DuSable. Okay. But it has nothing to do with Smithsonian. No, Smithsonian. Yeah. It's nothing to do like people think we're part of the University of Chicago. Not so. Mm-hmm. Not so. We, we have, um, we work with University of Chicago, mm-hmm. you know. And somebody's on, on our board that also works at University of Chicago. But those are individuals that are attached to different things that right. are also attached to design. Right. Okay. Well, thanks for that clarification. Uh, what else does the museum have coming up that, you know, aside from, you know, looking forward to the next 
partnership with the Earth Center and what yes. we're doing over there. Yeah. What What else can um, people look forward to that's interesting and new or not necessarily new, but that they might not know that they can go and check out at the um, at the museum there? Well, I'm very excited about us um, respecting and honoring the past and then uh, um, grappling with the present mm-hmm. and working to shape the future. Mm-hmm. So we're in all those spaces. So uh, I'm real excited about our partnership with you all, with the Earth Center, that you all come in because, uh, you know, my uh, resource for comedic understanding is Mario Bailey, Dr. Bailey, who's okay. in Howard, who's a friend of mine. So, uh, and then the Center for Inner City Studies sometimes, you know, those type of things. So to be able to... Um, tap into this resource you all are very knowledgeable and for us to have that information available and then for us to tap into things that um people love across communities we've had like this year in february we honored steppers we honored black photographers Mm -hmm. we have whatever is important to black people Mm-hmm. We are going to touch on it. That's the goal. Tap okay. into it. Touch on it. Um, shine a light for a minute. And like I said, pass the mic so nice. we can hear from those people. We had black people in martial arts. We honored. We had, I mean, we we have attempted to to pass the mic all around. And, and, and then we've incorporated we know that people are celebrating Juneteenth. We don't want it to be an empty celebration. We want it to be a part of the purpose. So that's why we got into that. Where we gonna here's general order number three. Mm-hmm. So you can read what people heard on that day. Right. So you can know the history and then you can see the contradictions in the reading. You're free but you advise to stay where you are. Mm-hmm. You're not gonna get no help. Right. Right? Because again, the more things change, the more they stay the same. So then we're going to celebrate freedom despite that because we are, you know, freedom isn't just what someone else say. That not just what somebody yeah. else say or what they do. Mm-hmm. And I, I often say that if we even talk about our enslaved ancestors, if they thought that they were slaves, we wouldn't be free today. Mm-hmm. That's a fact. Some of them might have embraced that they were slaves, but somebody had to not believe it. Mm. Somebody had to not believe it because that's why you get revolts. Mm-hmm. If I think it's my who I born, who I am meant to be, I don't revolt because I'm just this. This what I am, but I know this doesn't fit me. So somebody, uh, and that's for us to take into our work that we do. Somebody somewhere, and I don't have to be the masses. All we need is somebody to understand I deserve different than this. My inalienable rights. You know, understand those things. And then those people still keep fighting. We might not see it in our generation, but somewhere in the future, they're going to look back to this day that we solved this other thing. I mean, it took hundreds of years for people to uh, lock us down in these ways, right? So. Mm. Gonna take to get a little out while of to fit out of it, right? Yeah, you know, and yeah. it's it's work that's done. It's not. We could see how, um, like I said, the work as we dig it out, we see how this work is a, has affected our position today, and then how some of us who could see and know that this not it, you know, 
can fight and later our children's children children will uh, uh, be freer be able to exercise freedom in different ways well I'm tempted to say we've gone you know longer than expected already <laughs> but I yeah. I really for some reason I'm drawn to ask you this last question uh -oh. What is what do you see freedom as freedom? Mm. What does freedom mean to you? Yeah. So that's so such a difficult question to for not for myself, mm. but for me to make other people understand what how I feel, how I see freedom. Uh, it's easier for me to say what freedom is not, and people understand that easier. Mm -hmm. But for freedom, because it's loaded, and I could say something simple, then people misunderstand it. So for me. Freedom is um, freedom is the right. I mean, the freedom is to have full opportunity to pursue, right, and be. That's what I'm gonna leave to pursue and be, right? Because uh, if I say, like freedom, people say freedom is the, you know, like I could do what I want to. You have freedom of choice, that's a fact. You have freedom of choice, but it might not be what you want to do, what you end up doing. So that's not an accurate statement. Mm -hmm. Like I could do what I want to do. Well, I go to work every day. Right, might not want to do that. Okay, you know, right. you might have to plant the garden mm -hmm. and you might not really like the labor. Mm -hmm. But it is the freedom of choice, right, to do it if you want to eat. So, mm -hmm. but not just to do what I want to do, but the freedom to pursue and to be. Mm -hmm. So I get to be a farmer if I want to, and I understand that my reward to have my um, return match that being. You get it? So mm -hmm. I could decide, maybe I just want to sit on the porch out there and just eat this, whatever I grow. Whatever, I don't know. Mm -hmm. But the freedom to, uh, like, yeah, to, to uh, so so if you're disrupting it and you're serving as an impediment, you come steal it or you take more resources or you not letting me get the education in this climate that I need. You know, that's, mm -hmm. you know, we have a thing called abstract violence. Abstract violence is, we think of violence, you think of me stabbing you, shooting you. Mm -hmm. abstract, abstract violence is me just intentionally harming you. Mm -hmm. If I miseducate you and make you hate yourself, that's harm. Mm -hmm. That's violence. Mm -hmm. If I undereducate you in a world where I know that that won't yield you a proper opportunity for full citizenship, that's harm. Mm -hmm. That's these things are harmful. Right? right? So that's abstract violence. And so mm -hmm. if, if those things are out, you know, I need a world free of those things. So that uh, as we were taught, you know, like, I, I'm doing, that's what my documentary is about. Because it's the way I was, I was born into the Black Power Movement. Born during that time, right? So the way I was, the way, during my years that my identity constructed was constructed, I always believed that my work would determine who I'm going to be and how mm -hmm. I'm going to live. Mm -hmm. Living in that 
I've found that not to be so. Mm. Not to be so. Because I could work as hard as I want to. I could work all day and night. There's still things working to stop me from enjoying the fruits of that work. Mm. <laughs> you know, so it's just interesting. So to me, freedom is that un- unencumbered in those ways, right? The freedom to pursue and be without uh, intentional interruption. Okay, well. We want to thank you. Mm. We appreciate everything that you are doing. Um, we are just really honored that you came uh, to our space even because we see you in the museum on a regular basis mm-hmm. and it's beautiful to see you there but we are very honored that you came here for this interview and um, yeah we look forward to more fruitful uh, times to, well, to thank you share. for inviting me I mm-hmm. appreciate it. I, I appreciate being inv- invited mm-hmm. I feel honored to be invited because I know y'all serious <laughs> <laughs> I know you wouldn't, sure. wouldn't invite me if you thought I was just a fool mm-hmm. so uh, <laughs> I, I, I appreciate it <laughs> okay I appreciate okay. it alright mm-hmm. well much respect and uh, yeah, appreciation and look forward to this next chapter yes uh, celebrating the comedic new year and hope you'll uh, join us uh, on Monday it's intense mm-hmm. right but it's necessary sure mm-hmm. right and that people say you know I was writing this one thing called I said uh, we speak war mm-hmm. and people's like why do you think of it like that that's so negative it's not it's real. Nice reality. it's not negative uh, it's not negative right so in the, in the ecosystems mm-hmm. Animals exist, and other animals eat other animals. Mm-hmm. Uh, right? I say that all the time. They understand that this is this space, mm-hmm. and this is every day. They're careful watching. Mm-hmm. They they create mm-hmm. patterns. The parents teach the children, mm-hmm. the, you know, and not just you know, yeah. teach the babies how to survive. Like you're talking about rep- reparations. You were talking about repairing. We need to repair ourselves. You know, and. Uh, and I always say, because we have this concept of justice, mm. almost to say like, this shouldn't be happening, or because this is happening, yeah. that's why my life has to be like this, or why I can't do this or that, mm-hmm. why I can't be like this or that. And it's like self-defeatism, because yeah. like, in in nature, you know, the rabbit runs from the fox every time. There's mm-hmm. no time where the rabbit gets to turn his turn the tables on the fox and, and and go hunt the fox. You you on the oh, run I heard every you say time. That. That's right. And then you know, so we we can't. Yeah, didn't I say that at the last? <laughs> I heard yeah, you say I that. that yeah, no, that's, that a, that's, that's yeah. very good though, and that's yeah. that's a, that's a fact. This is a fact about reality. So for us to have a fantastical. Uh, you know, it's all it's, it's it's weird, like yeah. the, for us to say. But that's the other thing too. I think we need to understand that we are a living creature. Yeah. See, we think that we're, that's that Eurocentric, yeah. where we think we're above everybody, right? And we so so we 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 shouldn't have to. No, this is real. Right. This is real, and all of these elements are in this ecosystem, and mm-hmm. we have to find a way. To navigate through, mm-hmm. so it is like, and it doesn't have to be. Uh, to me, it's not negative in that way. Like, 
oh, my life is awful. No, there are joys to it. Yeah. You know, for sure. But you have to understand have that to, it's a battle. It is a battle, Because if, man. You, if you get yourself into thinking that it's not a battle, then that means that someone's taking the war to you regardless Absolutely. if you're aware of it or not. That means you lose. Exactly. Because you, you don't even you know. You can't even fight. Mm-hmm. Right. Automatically. And that's the part I think that's what and we have to work on. And the biggest losing is when you end up joining the other team unknowingly. Unknowingly. Man, that's the worst for me. That's the, the hardest part about the work that I have done and do is that there are well-intentioned people mm. who I like. Yeah. Who I like on some level. They, they, don't, they don't know it's a war. Right. They don't know it's a war. They don't, and they like, they have a bit of cognizant uh, dissonance where you could be mm-hmm. like, oh, because you've been provided a bit of a cushion by your circumstances. But, and then there's, you know, it always amazes me because I, I get messages from people and they're so shocked. Like, Did you see this happen there and there? And they just, wow, I can't believe it. I'm thinking, that's been going on. Mm-hmm. It's amazing to me that you're amazed at that because mm-hmm. that's what that is. Right. But again, if you if you listen to the news and that's what you believe, that's the only perspective you have, then um, it's so shocking to you when such and such happens. You know what I'm saying? You most, know, of, most of the stuff is predictable for me. I'm like, of course that's going to happen. There's yeah, a weird shift that took place and mm-hmm. I think what happened was Trump started saying the news is fake. Yeah. And we were so much like everything Trump says is a lie right. that we start believing yeah. the music. That <laughs> we start believing the news again. That is weird. <laughs> but except his people. Yeah. They don't well, believe no. him. No, I'm saying like I'm I not, know. I'm not talking about Trump supporters. I'm right, talking about Right, the other people, yeah, right. Yeah. The liberals basically. Is now we believe the news. And this is fake. It's it, it, it's at least as fake as it ever was. I think it's even worse. Well, see, but that's why. Again, you talked about young people, right? Mm-hmm. To be honest, that's why a lot of young people follow Trump. Black people, people mm-hmm. couldn't understand why, because they're saying he that's the truth. truth. That's the truth. See what I'm saying is that's yeah. why you can't do that. That's why you can't. You have to teach people to think critically, right. not because otherwise. If you, if the, you're, you've been telling your kids for years, um, the two fairies real, blah, blah, blah. Then the day they find out, no, you're, you're a liar. liar. Right. And they don't trust right. you. Now they believe the other person who exposed it. Mm-hmm. You get it? So if Trump say it's fake news, the news is fake. Right. And then now people who just are anti-Trump is like, he's a liar. He just, then people looking like you said the news was fake too. You know, right. blah, blah. Right. Young people watching. So people admire his bravado. Admire that he'll say it. So they think, oh, the systems are just mad at him because he's a truth teller. Mm-hmm. And they don't even know that it's against self too. Anybody, anybody, I don't care. You could take uh, Jeffrey Dahmer and he could say something that's, that's real. Right. And then people would hate me if I say that. Well, that, he, that was true what he said. It, and people would hate me. Even a broken clock is right twice yes, a day. Yes, I'm telling you. <laughs> but you know, this whole this whole cancel culture, people yeah. will hate you. Like, yeah. you're supposed to hate this person. Oh, listen, I don't like that he eats people. Right. That's a fact. He, he doesn't said, eat people. But he said the sky is blue. He, he wasn't said wrong. the sky is blue. That was the truth. 
The yeah. day he only ate people on the day. That, and that's really this what I was getting young. at with my question earlier about the political climate is the, you know, yeah, the cancel culture and the way people have gotten so fanatical in terms of you oh have to goodness. totally dissociate yourself from people who's like on the wrong side. Oh my goodness. It's like you got to be on this or that, right? Right. right. And that's not I remember once uh, when they were looking for, uh, what's the name? Um, I think it was Hussein or one of one of them. They showed the picture on TV, and I said, "Oh, I can see why people listen." I said, mm-hmm. "I understand how people might listen mm-hmm. to him because he's handsome and charismatic." Who was it? it was, I think it was uh, Ben Laden. Ben Laden. Ben Laden. Because oh. I'm like he. Ben Laden. Ben Laden. Somebody. A couple of people were so disgusted by that. Wow. Like, and I'm saying. Say, what are you a follower? Right, right, right. (laughs) So, so you think, I mean, he kills people. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Now don't make me defend that Mm because now it's a problem, Mm -hmm. right? So if you start saying, he killed people. We do too. Mm-hmm. Now come on, something else. We do. See, don't make me go tip or tap like that because right. then what my point is going to get misconstrued. Mm-hmm. That's right. unfair. Mm-hmm. I just said the dude was handsome and he he was he speak charismatic. I didn't say he was to be celebrated mm-hmm. or like. I one time and one thing I said somebody said about Hitler and I said Hitler was a genius. He's an evil genius, mm-hmm. but he was a genius nonetheless. Mm-hmm. He right. knew to take over the media mm-hmm. in order to push his narrative mm-hmm. forward so that he can move his agenda forward in a way that will be acceptable. Mm-hmm. That's a mad genius. Right. But people are like, oh no, to say that, okay, the devil, mad genius. Come on, let's... Right. We have right. to. We have to be able. Because if we don't, if we just, oh my we want to be stuck in the idealistic version yeah. of reality instead of Absolutely. instead of just being cold what it is. And I think we so much stuck on idealism that now you know to say something that is against the ideal, even if oh it's real, goodness. even it's a if problem. it's real, it's a problem. But until we like are now, able, they talking about the. Uh, Legal immigration, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you don't want to. People don't want to talk about because of this policy. You got human trafficking skyrocketing, organ harvesting, Absolutely. all these type of things going on. Uh, like people being killed, extorted, and and uh, raped, mm-hmm. and all of this. Uh, just trying to get into America. It's like, well, you know, you could say all this about oh, it's it's humanitarian to open the door for people to come looking for a better life, but what's the reality of how people what have to get here? What is the reality? What is the and reality? People don't want right? to talk about it. People then don't if you want it. And if you start talking about it, then it's like you you know you don't you shut down. Listen, they said I just read uh, in the paper, uh, on the internet the other day, yesterday. Where they said more people came here in the past this past summer mm-hmm. than came here in the whole last year. Mm. Mm. Um, I'm wondering how are we gonna keep that up? Right. Like where's the money like, gonna and come Where are from? these people gonna where, go? We have you know there are more floods coming. And you right? got all these people camped out in front of the police stations and all this? In Chicago. Right. Uh, so and now when you so at some point you if you don't deal with reality you don't mm-hmm. say, let's aid that government in fixing that. Because all of the people right. can't come here. Right. Let's people, aid that government in fixing that. Let's 
go to the United Nations. Let's try to make this government have to change those circumstances for those people. Or because maybe stop we can't doing the things that's destabilizing other stop countries. Stop doing the yeah. things stop that destabilize. Stop doing. The, stop backing dictators oh, and people who's goodness. only just exploiting their own people. And then when they people want to come over here, like, oh, we're welcoming you to our great nation. Like, some come people, on, our whole some well, people, yeah, yeah. As I just said, I just had this yeah. conversation yesterday. It's I said a, they sent them people from, from both from Haiti. They sent them back, didn't they? Mm. They when people come from the continent mm. of Africa, you send them back. So I don't, I'm curious about how we determine who needs saving and who doesn't. Yeah, I mean, we yeah. know people right now who's having visa who issues yeah. and having trouble just being able to make a living here legally. Yeah, uh, who's here not on? You know, and then you got people who's undocumented and they're getting stipends. Yes, who snuck in there i mean there are my 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 cousin was in the ring so he always talked but he you know that's who kind of made me see it because you know you want to be like oh it's human beings we got to care about my cousin's like listen you can't tell me i i served all these years you know and all of us we put our lives on the line in the name of law and order Mm -hmm. to say well people get to choose which ones they break and then we say oh he's like i don't care what you say that's you giving my money to people who are breaking the law yeah and i found that interesting because we don't i you don't want to hear that you're like what do people need well we have to develop we have to develop consistent right systems yeah. when we attend to the humanity mm-hmm. uh, of, of people, you know, so it's interesting. But this is another, to me, a perfect example of the system creating a problem and then trying to give you a solution, but it's really not fixing anything. Right. It's making matters worse because it's yeah. like you have all these floods of people coming in with no resources, no anything, and it's like, okay, well, now we're going to give them money. We're going to now give them stipends. We're going to do all of these things. But the country is already in a deficit. We have a 400 trillion. I can't even, my brain can't even calculate what that even looks like Mm. or or is. But we're in a 400 trillion dollar deficit and now you're going to now extend yourself. So it's like you're setting the system up to fail and to collapse. Everyone is the the countries, the cities, the states. Everybody is functioning in these deficit positions, but trying to pretend like everything is okay. You put this front on, like, you know, everybody's living off of credit. And one of these is going to implode. And that's that manipulation. We talked about it last Mm -hmm. month about the manipulation of money and how they tricked us into following this dollar bill. The dollar has no intrinsic value. You can't eat it. You can't burn it. You can't, you know, do anything with it. It's just what we've all agreed to is money. Well, listen, I I say all the time, you know, uh, when you look at people fighting right now for student debt Mm -hmm. relief in a country... I should give you what you need, the mm-hmm. basics, mm-hmm. to be a, a law, yeah. Yeah. yeah, a good, good citizen. Yeah, mm-hmm. that should be free, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But I'm charging you for it, and then I overcharge you for overcharge it. you, and then I don't want to give you no relief. But <laughs> people who sneak in, I'll give them a how. 
Listen, but that's the setup. But that's then, where it's like the you're given the, the you're yeah, given the a problem and the solution. It looks like it's a solution, but you're really just making the problem worse. But and then I think to even speak on it, it's like, oh, are you anti this? Absolutely not. Right. I think everybody deserves to live safe, Safely. comfortably. Absolutely not. I'm saying let's look at the problem for real so we can get a a solution. They don't want a problem. Yeah, a Dave, solution. Dave it's Chappelle like, uh, had a, a stand up that he was calling the age of spin. And like that's just how how the media and people who buy into the kind yeah. of narrative that Shallow. they're putting out is yeah. like you'll take any statement and spin it and spin it into whatever oh you mean this yeah. you like insinuate whatever it's like that's not what I said that's not what I said and that's not what I meant no but it, you know you'll, you'll tell me what I mean by what I said right without me being able to say that that's what I meant but then you know? listen then you attach it to your fallacy right. that's not I didn't say that I, right. I didn't that's you have associated this with that right and so now you have declared this is good and that's bad so if i say oh i could see he's charismatic then you like charismatic oh, you want to be his husband right <laughs> and i'm like that's your, that's your weird mind right that's not, that's not at all what i said for me right. you know what i'm saying I can see politicians who are charismatic and I completely disagree with everything they're saying. Right. And I would never vote for them. Right. But the, do they have the ability to move the crowd? Sure. Right. Sure. I can see that. You know, but again, that I, I really, it is unintelligent. Yeah. It's unintelligent. I it's not, I'm not talking about book sense. I'm saying it's unintelligent. The Ukraine like, war is another example. Mm-hmm. Now, I've been seeing on my Facebook feed this thing about uh, Ukrainian women need a strong man to support them. Mm. And I'm like, what are they expecting me to do? Click this link and what? Pay, what pay. What are they saying? What? Pay, <laughs> no, this is, this is, it came, it's come up oh, on my okay. Facebook feed multiple times yeah. because I saw it the first time and I shared it and I said, this is a perfect example of human trafficking. Mm-hmm. Uh, Facebook decided that oh this must be something he likes so he they kept right. showing it to once if you ever share it they're gonna keep yeah. it mm-hmm. yeah so it's like um but like how are you now having Ukrainian women that you somehow gonna give access to American men right you know that's trafficking. That's you know, and is and is blatantly done on Facebook. You know, with the same Facebook that won't let you come out and say, "Hey, vaccines may be causing uh, harm, heart, heart attacks," Isn't that but they'll but they'll let people advertise for for a human sex trade. Uh, and mm-hmm. you know, but there's so many people dying over there, and you're not allowed to say uh, anything about it. You know, if you say something about it, it's like, oh, you a pro-Russian. You think Russia, you know. But you know, like, no. if you think about it, that is that is our problem, though. That's that's the disease of of America for sure, but of the world. So oftentimes, I really am a believer that I, I am of the belief that to solve most of the things that are ailing us, we 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 had the capacity. Yeah. If we would listen to the people, but you can't say an opposing view. Uh-huh. You can't say you can't say 
are these vaccines because a lot of people they're not even oh i'm like people just dying like right off so many things and then people like well people always die of course people always die i mean we're not ridiculous here but if you look at i would love to see the data on right. people's rate of death at these young ages now yeah since that and and then it's not it's not um anti-american to ask the question because they said when it came out it was in, in an emergency situation it right. hadn't been tested mm-hmm. yet right. so of course if we're going to be smart we later go back and look at its effects so we can understand and try to maybe ward off the long ter- long term effects because it was a short term emergency solution but so to, to just they say before, <laughs> before uh, the vaccine even came out Bill Gates is already talking about yeah. we need to have indemnity for these corporations because we know there's going to be some side effects there's going to be some collateral damage don't you know that everything in medicine they do test test right mm-hmm. so if you if you didn't do the test and the reality was the test right then we definitely have to go do an analysis of the effects exactly i mean because we were the test <laughs> essentially, we essentially, are the test. we are the and test. Even kids now. But know. if you mention that, then people are bothered. Like right. that. Uh, okay, are you a conspiracy theorist? That's the that's the that's the laziest thing somebody could say when yeah. you when you challenge something yeah. or ask a question. Oh, uh, you the conspiracy theorist. Yeah. If we look at throughout history, anybody who opposed that current structure, they would consider crazy right. or conspiracy theorists. Right. right? Mm-hmm. When people said. That they weren't slaves and shouldn't be enslaved. Mm-hmm. Do you know they were literally classified as crazy? Mm-hmm. Now, black people, why, why are you crazy? Because I don't think I'm a slave mm-hmm. when I run away. I'm crazy? Mm-hmm. Now wow. we look back and we say, like, and it oh. was scientific. Right, exactly. <laughs> and now people are talking about. You. I believe in science, but science has been used for some awful Absolutely. stuff. Absolutely. Yeah. So. It's not so. What I'm saying is, that's what education will do for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When you get educated, you see, oh, they call that person crazy too. So when you call me crazy, it doesn't offend me. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't internalize because I know the people who were ahead of their time, mm-hmm. the people who were thinking critically in their time, they always consider crazy. Mm-hmm. They always considered like conspiracy theorists. That's like uh, all of that. So RFK it doesn't Jr. bother me. Mm-hmm. Huh? That's like RFK Jr. now. Oh, RFK Jr.? Yeah. What's that? They're calling him for Robert him. F. Kennedy? Oh. You know he's running for president, right? Mm-mm. I heard that. Really? Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm watching those tomorrow. Uh, so, he's running for president? So, our, so he's, he's the one who's been getting a lot of... Uh, Traction. Tr- a lot of friction, first of all, because he's he's been... Uh, Anti. Not anti, but he's been kind of exposing the vaccine energy in industry for years, for years and years before COVID, right? Then COVID comes out, he's exposing them some more. So now he's like calling them, he's being called a conspiracy theorist and all this. Now he said he's running for president as a Democrat against Joe Biden. Oh, and that. he's getting some serious. Was he a Democrat? He's a Republican. He's a, he's a Democrat. Okay. He, you know, he's he's RFK Jr. JFK's okay, nephew. Right. You yeah, know, okay. 
RFK Senior, both of those guys got assassinated in the 60s. Now he's coming back to that's that's he's saying this is my people's party since back then, and I'm still running. I'm still holding the same values that they had back then. It's the Democrat, you know. It's <laughs> he was saying, I think I'm the last Democrat because people are saying that he's like he's not holding Democrat values. He's like I'm holding the show me one th- way way I'm different from my dad and my uncle. Uh-huh. You know, I'd say I'm the last Democrat, if anything, you know, because it's the Democrat Party that's changed its value. Uh-huh. We used to be anti-censorship. We used to be anti, you know, cap, uh, military, industrial complex and all that. Anyway, uh, he can't get the light of day on CNN. Uh, uh With that name. New York Times. With that name. Yeah, with that name. Hmm. But he's getting, but he's getting on a lot of kind of like lesser known stuff. He was on the Breakfast Club. I was watching that. Uh, oh, what did yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. He was on the Breakfast Club. That's so interesting to me. But then now we're talking back where we started right. with gatekeepers, right? Yeah. With um, if if you if you disagree with me, mm-hmm. then I don't have you on up. Now they'll put radical disagreement because that get numbers up. Right. But if you like sensibly. Poke at and and peel back layers. Oh no, you're not gonna get no serious. Yeah, so it's interesting. But the Luda continues. The fight continues. Yeah, Yeah. it's gonna be there. It's gonna be there. We owe it to we owe it to the next generation. So yeah, Yeah. absolutely. And if we think our struggle was something, I can't even imagine like 50 years ago, 100 years ago, what. Our ancestors endured to get us to this point. Two hundred so years ago, we have to surely just man. continue to fight, like you said. Just you know, you're going the to the things war that we're able to talk about right now, and mm-hmm. then broadcast. Mm-hmm. Like we, you know, it, it was a time not too long ago where you say the wrong thing, right. you, you immediately a criminal. You know, I, 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 I listen. I got, I got a thought about that. Though. Mm-hmm. I was gonna say, I'm not too. Uh, so <laughs> we can speak more now, mm-hmm. but the, you know, I was a uh, part of this uh, global conference where, uh, you know, there weren't there weren't too many black people there, and the people were saying that it's an intellectual fight now. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. can't just fight by might. Mm-hmm. And right. so, to be honest, if we look at some of the um, structures that are in place, um, they might even do more damage than yeah. censoring in the past, right? Because yeah. you're doing it to yourself. Mm-hmm. So if I make you believe something and then you become the actor in that and then you go infect that with your children, your husband, your all your collectives, mm-hmm. it can be more damaging. So sometimes I think about, I'm not going to, you know, weigh which is the worst, but I do know that if you are um, objectifying me or mm-hmm. uh, some way doing bad to me, mm-hmm. I understand that you are the enemy mm-hmm. who's mm-hmm. doing it to me. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a it's a horrible it's a horrible situation when I confuse myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I don't even have a clear <clears throat> understanding of anything. Mm-hmm. I don't have a hope for freedom from you. Mm-hmm. I don't have a, 
wish I could kill you or get a, get from up underneath you. Yeah. I have completely internalized mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a that's like a, that's, that's like a that's where we are. Like that's, dry, where we are. that's like drinking poison. Mm-hmm. Intellectual poison. Yeah. You know, that's like that's I don't and since the brain is controlling the action, I don't know if physical something mm-hmm. with also mental components is worse than a complete mental overhaul that renders you totally subservient. Yeah. Yeah, know. that's what that's what Master Nabu used to tell us. It's a it's a it's not a fight of the flesh, it's a mm-hmm. it's a war of ideas. Yeah. And um you know at least now we in a place where we can talk about ideas like polytheism. Yeah. And not be burned at the stake. Yeah. You know, and yeah. probably, you know, I, I, I always wonder, because it's not like the system has changed its intentions to be where. Right. Uh, <laughs> to, Fair and to, to be, yeah, but it's like, <laughs> but, but they'll tell you they're being diverse and equitable and inclusive, but, you know. That's after they got everybody on their side and serving what they and serving their agenda. Absolutely. And so bully, now, so, so now it's like you're I gonna think, get canceled. Right. Facebook gonna close your account. The people right. gonna chew you up. Right. So probably little people like us now, we like it's so small. Maybe they just don't think we're a threat anymore, so they don't that's have to fact. pay that's any funny. attention. That's to a us, true. That's a fact. That's, that's you true. know, but that's you know, all we need is a little bit. You know, I need to keep the plane going. Yeah, right. and we can and we can pass it. Absolutely. You know, it was a flame. There's no, there's no limit to how many torches you can light with a torch. Absolutely. You know, maybe your torch burned out, but you lit a hundred other torches. Yeah. They're gonna keep spreading the. Well, spreading we know we're all eventually. Yeah. Here. Exactly. But an idea doesn't have to burn out. Exactly. That could go on and on and on and on. Mm-hmm. So that's what we want to do. We want to we want to repair and get control of our minds, mm-hmm. right? And be realistic about that. And then the rest will follow. Mm-hmm. Free your mind and the rest will follow. That was a song about mm-hmm. so I, don't, I, don't, I don't remember who sang that. In Vogue or somebody. Dead Press? No. I think In Vogue. Free yeah. your mind and, and the rest will follow. In Vogue. Okay. In Vogue, okay. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks okay. for having me. Thanks. All right. For thanks for coming. We're gonna get out of here. All right. All right. Uh, well, you know, <laughs> we went in on. We had a lot of questions to ask, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, we just let it fly. So that's what you get. Yeah, Dr. Delaney. She is really um, a very special, honored guest. Uh, she's very dynamic in her presence at all times and I yeah. really love and appreciate the way that she's just her authentic self man um, and no matter what format arena that you find her her in she's just very authentic about you know who she is yeah when we first started working with Dusable at this level uh, we had another person who was working at who was there at Dusable who was kind of like the middle person between us and Kim and mm-hmm. when we finally got uh I mean, we call her Kim. I don't know if that's professional or not, but that's how she likes to be called sometimes, uh, because she's just a real person. That's real the thing person. that uh, that we that I noticed right away. I was like, "Oh, this is like this is a down to earth, just real person." Mm-hmm. And 
a, a real sister, as we say. Mm-hmm. Uh, not pretentious, not um, whatever whatever word you could put there. She, she's just authentic, and I appreciate her. So, you know, thanks again, Dr. Dill. Yes. And for all of you, please make your way to the DuSable Museum. There's so many ways that you can uh, engage yourself, your family, your community. Uh, there's just a lot to learn. Yeah, and embrace. it's not just about the exhibits. I mean, the exhibits are good too. A lot of uh, history that you can get from from being from going out there. Uh, you know, when we do our presentation tomorrow, I'm gonna make a point of uh, taking the boys around mm-hmm. and just showing them. You know, showing them some things and even allowing them to explore because yeah. children learn in that way too. Just allowing them to go and explore and navigate. Uh, those displays, those um, exhibits, and and see what they come back and and share with you. Yeah, and then not only the exhibits, though, but uh, they also have events, Mm -hmm. you know, performances. They had a, a, a pretty extensive lineup of musical performances, and I think mostly it's free. They, like I said, uh, they brought out KRS. Mm-hmm. Uh, man, KRS killed it, man. Mm-hmm. My gosh. Uh, <laughs> he had it so loud in there, too. At the Duzal? Yeah, oh, in wow. their auditorium. Okay. Yeah, uh, it was a pretty low-key thing, but, um, yeah, she had told us about it after our first lecture. She was like, hey, we're inviting you out tomorrow. We're bringing KRS. We're like, we yeah, so we went out and saw KRS, and um, and what else? Uh, they had they had a lot of other acts. That I got a flyer from there. I, I forgot who they were, mm-hmm. you know, but a variety of different acts coming out. So they got a lot of stuff. They got a lot of stuff happening at the Salvo Museum, and uh, it's an institution. Like again, you know, we got to support our institutions. African Festival of the Arts, Africa International House, New Salvo Museum. Betty Shabazz International Charter School, just a few <clears throat> that we've covered so far, but we got to support our institutions uh, with our voices, with our uh, dollars, with our presence, with our efforts, and uh, that's how we little by little start to rebuild something for ourselves, because if we always looking at all of this as an outside thing then what do we have that's going to be supporting us when we need support well it's been a wonderful um day experience interview i'm excited to really see what's on the next uh chapter for us with dusabo um, and hopefully this can just lead to more lecture series and activities that we can invite all of you out to participate as well so stay tuned and um We'll uh, look forward to seeing you for the next one. Peace and blessings. Life can be so sweet on the sunny side of the street.